I think a lot of us start with this like super enthusiastic uh, why I'm here, why I decided to get, get into grad school. But I, I feel like the same why that got you here may not be the same why that keeps you here, which also may not be the same why that pushes you across that finish line. Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela, and I'm your host. Let's get started. So, hey, Danielle, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's, you know, the end of the semester grind, just trying to wrap things up and also get ready for the summer. So definitely, I understand. So I am super happy to have you here to talk about the Mindful PhD Journal. Um, I've been following you on Instagram and like seeing like your book launches and talks. Um, So I just like to start off by having you introduce yourself, telling us a little bit about um, what it is that you're studying um, and what year you are in your program. Yes, so I am a second year PhD student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm in the microbiology and immunology program studying HIV-1 in the brain. Awesome sauce. And I always like to ask people what it is, like how did you get interested in that topic? Uh, Yes, so I had an internship at Pfizer in their cancer vaccines and immunotherapeutics during my undergraduate degree. And that's what ultimately got me interested in virology. And then I decided to pursue a PhD in basic science to be able to potentially help with strategies to develop better therapeutics against viruses. Um, yeah. Awesome, that sounds very timely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We definitely need you. Um, Okay, so with that said, so you're in your second year, and I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about your experiences with like self-care and wellness uh, throughout your graduate school journey so far. Yes, so I I think I'll answer this question from including my post back because I think that's where um, all of the wellness started. Um, in an academic setting. Um, I had an experience my first year, basically in academia, straight out of industry that was, um, didn't allow me the space to really care for myself. And at that time, I didn't know that was something I needed to prioritize. Um, I was just under the impression that, you know, this is the work that needs to be done. And I was going to get that work done by any means necessary. And and that didn't turn out too well. Um, I, I ended up needing needing therapy. Um, And so it was then that I understood um, how important it is um, to prioritize your well-being and wellness during graduate school. Um, And so starting my PhD, that was something that I took off with from the start. I had an entire plan. Uh, This is what I'm going to prioritize my first year, my second year, my third, etc. And this is how, these are my boundaries. Um, And so I've had what I think is pretty good success with that so far in my first two years. So each year comes with new challenges. And so you make adjustments. Um, But so far, I think I've done a a pretty good job at prioritizing my overall well-being in graduate school. Um, I've developed a toolkit of healthy coping mechanisms. So when things get stressful, 
I have things to pull from and then I, I set clear boundaries with my time, um, expectations with my mentor, um, collaborations that I say yes to versus the ones that I say no to because I don't want to spread myself too thin. Um, no, I think that's awesome. Could you tell us a little bit more about the things that are in your toolkit? Yes. So um, when I first got to North Carolina, my one of the first things that I did was figure out how I fit into this space. So where can I go here that is a safe space? Who can I go to here that is a safe that that are safe for me? So I developed friends a friends group both inside and outside of the university. Um, and then I also got a dog, which she's like my emotional support animal. And so the dog park is one of the places I go when I need just space and time to think. Um, I also have a pretty elaborate journaling regimen, especially when I'm feeling stressed, um, or just to think of good things to cultivate, you know, um, some good feelings when um, things are challenging in lab. Um, I also eat really well. I, I like to cook, and that's a part of my wellness is being able to eat healthy meals, um, giving myself space and time to cook those meals, um, and then also exercising. So I'm really i'm i'm an olympic lifter enthusiast i wouldn't officially call myself an olympic lifter but i do like to lift heavy weights and that's a, a good um, stress reliever for me and that's awesome i've seen you on the gram lifting yeah. <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> like okay you're on how to bulk and cut and all that yes exactly <laughs> Um, but I think it's great that like you could so like readily call upon the things that are um, in your toolkit. And I also like this idea of kind of having a strategy for when you enter graduate school, kind of like the basic like who, what, when, where and like why and how's right. Um, and I think that could be like super helpful. And I think even for people who are listening and it might not be their first year, but like even if you're starting a new semester, right, like you can reassess like what's in your toolkit based on those like questions. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, cooking for me is is a struggle. And that's the thing too, like it's not just cooking, but it's the time that's required to buy the food and then clean. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You have to allocate the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So definitely um, a struggle. So one of the things that you mentioned is journaling. And I'm super excited to talk to you about the Mindful PhD journal, right? Um, so I was wondering if you could kind of just start off by telling us what it is and how you got the idea for it. Yes. Um, so as I mentioned, I struggled during the first year of my postback. And during that second year, I went into this intense sort of like, why did I choose this path? Um, and so I did a lot of personal development exercises through therapy. I um, also like figured out time management and all of those tangible things like, okay, who's in my inner circle? Who, who am I being influenced by? Um, what are my habits? And just assessing all of the things that contribute to my overall wellness and success in this environment. Um, and so my first year of graduate school, I felt like I had a really, um, not an edge on, on other students who were struggling to balance wellness, but just like more knowledge that I could share. And so it started by first just gathering everything that I had done over that year and a half or so, especially through the pandemic, um, those exercises that I did that helped me set the foundation for my first year in graduate school. And so I put those together. I 
also added a couple of journaling prompts that I felt may be helpful for reflection. And before putting it out, I, I gave it to a couple of LCSWs, some therapists at, at UNC, and they gave me really good feedback um, to sort of beef up what I already had. Like the first book I had is maybe 30 pages. It's not very much at all. And, and so with that, they said, this is something that people could really benefit from, especially if you add, you know, peer-reviewed literature and you go a little bit more in depth about the topics that you refer to, like self-compassion and inner peace and what that looks like in graduate school. And so although it took an additional like four or five months for me to beef this up during my second year, um, I was able to put together this entire journal. Um, and yeah, it just became a thing from there. Um, and so now it's got over 75 reflective prompts. It's got an intro to mindfulness and meditation from, and it's cited with peer reviewed literature. Um, it's got a couple of beginner friendly meditations. Um, some of my favorite quotes and affirmations that I've, um, used over the past year and a half. And then it also has resources, like things that I use on a daily basis, like the I Am app, or um, there's a meditation mixtape that I started out with that was also beginner friendly and things of that nature. So that's how it came to be. That, that's awesome. So it sounds like a toolkit for students, right? Like all these different um, ways of practicing self-care and like self-awareness. Also, exactly. that like, th this is great. Well, well, what was it like for you to be constructing this journal while in school? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that it was, um, it had like a, like a reinforcing effect. Mm -hmm. So it was actually very healthy for me to be writing this um, to remember everything that I've done. Um, and so it reinforced like, oh, wow, I did do this. And I actually need to do this again, for instance, like defining your core values. That's something that, you know, it may change over time. And so I recommend that you do it probably every six months to a year, because as you learn and grow, your values might change. And, and so throughout the semester, I was able to go through the exercises that were in my book to help me keep wellness at the forefront. Um, and then writing it, I, I kind of felt like I had to learn a new field, which in a way I sort of did, especially because it's one thing to experience these things and do them for, the, for yourself. It's another thing to teach other people or um, be in the position of educating others on how to do it. And so I felt like I really needed to dive into the literature and find things that people would respect that have been co corroborated and uh, validated. Um, so that was research all, that was like a research project all on its own, um, <laughs> which was fun, but it was definitely hard work. Yeah, no, but I'm sure that it paid off. It sounds like you have like a wealth of resources here. And I know that like for the academics in the house, they will appreciate all the peer reviewed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so this, this sounds really great. And I love that like throughout your journey, you've created a resource for other people who come after you. Um, do you think that this is also useful for people who are in master's programs as well or like professional students? Um, so I do think that it's useful for individuals in master's programs. The first two parts of the book 
Um, the first part is just purely self-reflection. There's nothing regarding your PhD. The second part is purely personal development and there's nothing related to the PhD. Then the third part, um, it's called academic perception, basically how you view yourself as an academic based on um, your previous experiences and what you feel, the baseline that you set for your personal development. Um, and so really you could just replace where it says PhD with masters. Um, now for professional students, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, there's not such a huge mentorship component, which is a huge part of our journey. Um, so I think the first two chapters again could be helpful, but the third one, they would probably have to tweak a little bit. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I just want folks to know, right? Like you can yeah, who this is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's useful for, for all of us. I think that's great to hear. Um, so I kind of wanted to get into like some specific things here. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about gratitude. Like this came up a little bit earlier, but how does gratitude play into like the PhD experience? Yeah. So um, my LLC, the name of my LLC is Infinite Gratitude, but gratitude mm -hmm. with a D because I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> um, and so the reason I named my business this is because I felt like gratitude was a revolving theme every time I struggled in an, in an academic setting or with a challenge. Um, I could go back and reflect and think about what this challenge has taught me and express gratitude for that lesson because later on it, it helped me. Um, another, another reason I named um, the business after gratitude is because that's a simple way to cultivate a little bit more joy. Um, I think also you mentioned the micro moments of mindfulness and gratitude, expressing gratitude, writing down a couple of things you're grateful for, or journaling about the things that you're grateful for is a really great way to incorporate uh, mindfulness and bring you back to center, bring you back to the present moment. Um, for, so for me, gratitude has been a revolving theme throughout my journey. I, I think that's great. So I, I I love this idea also of gratitude, right? I think that's mm -hmm. something to run with. Um, mm -hmm. Awesome. And then um, on another podcast, I heard you talk about micro moments of mindfulness. And I was just wondering if you could like walk us through what that meant and even like what that means in practice. Yeah. Um, so for me or my understanding is that um, in times where I may be feeling a little bit of anxiety or feelings of depression, and I wanna bring myself back to center, I can do a few different exercises to help me um, calm down or remind myself um, or put myself back into the present moment. Um, and there are a couple of these exercises in the journal, but one of them, one of my favorites is a body scan. And there are many different variations of this. Um, I like to go into just listening to my heartbeat and feeling, you know, it beating through my body, like, okay, I can feel my pulse in my arms and my neck and all these things, it brings me back to center. Um, another way, as I mentioned, is expressing gratitude is just stopping yourself from this snowball of negative thoughts and emotions that you're having and finding something that you're grateful for, whether it be um, just breath or being alive or, you know, very simple things, you know, I'm standing, I, I'm, I'm able-bodied and all of these things. Um, Another way 
to express or to practice my micro moments of gratitude is um, breath work. So of course there are many, many ways to do breath work. Either you can, you can take deep breaths, you can take quick breaths, there's all kinds of strategies out there that you can use, um, but bringing the awareness and the attention to the breath. Um, and I find that really helpful, especially in moments where I'm in the lab and I'm really frustrated or you know, I'm having a, a heated conversation with someone and I'm allowing my emotions to get the best of me. And instead I can take a step back and just implement one of these small things to remember, you know, the grand scheme of things. And that is not, you know, this emotion or this interaction or this challenge, um, but really my greater purpose for being here. No, I, I think that's great. And I wanted to like find out more because I think oftentimes as graduate students, when we hear self-care, it's like something kind of like, oh, we feel like we have to block it out in our calendar to do, right? Like we have to mm -hmm. step away from our, our research or our work, but in actuality, like we can do it while we're sitting down at our desk, right? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I am, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say that another thing that I've learned to practice is like the going for walks um when you feel overwhelmed or even just incorporating them throughout your day like I've got a day full of experiments I'm going to take a walk um that's a form of self-care it takes 10 minutes or I'm going to schedule a lunch you know during this busy week with one of my friends someone who I trust who I miss you know things of that nature um it can be very small ways to sort of cultivate self-care all the time throughout your day so you're not feeling like you're um, missing self-care without like you said that half a day you know chunk mm -hmm. well, that's awesome and so I'm looking forward to <clears throat> finding more about like micro moments of mindfulness through the journal I mean kind of seeing what works for me and what I can incorporate um, I guess kind of wrapping up the journal section I'm curious if you could just tell me what you hope for students to get out of the journal Yes, um, so one of, I guess I have two main takeaways. Mm -hmm. The first one is to develop a, a strong why for pursuing graduate education. Um, because I think a lot of us start with this like super enthusiastic uh, why I'm here, why I decided to get, get into grad school. But I, I feel like the same why that got you here may not be the same why that keeps you here which also may not be the same why that pushes you across that finish line. So being able to reflect and develop and redefine your why is an extremely important part of um, being, staying, and finishing grad school. <laughs> um, and then secondly is to build a toolkit of healthy coping mechanisms. So the book has, you know, an introduction to mindfulness and then some beginner-friendly meditations, but Another important part is getting to know yourself such that you're able to come up with ways that you cope best. Um, so like I said, there's examples for like affirmations that have helped me personally because of my unique experience, but there's also an exercise for, for people to do individually based on their own unique experience that, that may help them. You know, we all have our own self-limiting beliefs based on our experience in academia or in life. And so we need unique tools to address those. Um, yeah, so developing a strong why and developing a, a, 
a toolkit of healthy coping mechanisms. I think that's awesome. It sounds like this is a journal that can like grow with you or go with you throughout your graduate yes. school journey. And yes, really it should be able to, yes. <laughs> yeah, so like this is a, a long-term commitment here, right? Like, yes, exactly. Idea. It's not something you that you work through one time and you put down, but something you can keep going back to. Yes, um, and then there's also another sort of big picture thing from my own personal vision. Um, and perspective of being in academia. And that is that, you know, we all are hyper aware of this toxic academic work culture um, that's heavily influenced by whoever we're mentored by. And so by getting graduate students, by getting this generation to prioritize their mental health and understanding their, their deeper why or being intrinsically motivated as opposed to extrinsically motivated by publications and awards and things of that nature, we can start to change the culture. Um, I know a lot of times people perceive it as, oh, it's, it's systemic, it's institutional, um, there's nothing I can do. But if each one of us prioritizes our well-being, the culture will begin to shift, you know, what makes up institutions, people you know, who upholds the policies and the culture, it's people. Um, and so what my ultimate goal is, is to um, influence the next generation to prioritize their well-being so that our future leaders in academia can also have this as a resounding theme as they mentor the next generation. I love that. And I'm, I'm glad that we have this on tape so that when it finally <laughs> <laughs> you can go back and say, like, this is the day it was said. Like, it, it's yes, this is the vision. Yeah. <laughs> comes a reality. I, I love that. And that's also something that I'm trying to do here with Grad Girl Wellness. And I, I truly believe if everyone does their part, we can create the change we want to see. So, exactly. thank you for like moving in your purpose, right? And making such a huge contribution with your journal. I, I really do appreciate it. Okay, so on that note, um, the fun part happens is where we move into the lightning round, which part everybody yes. loves. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you a series of three questions, and you just respond with the first thing that comes to your mind. Sound good? Yes, sounds great. <laughs> okay, so the first one is, if you could, please give us three words to describe wellness in graduate school. Okay, uh, wellness, so what comes to mind is self-discipline, um, flexibility, like being malleable with your wellness uh, and necessary. Awesome, beautiful. Okay, what are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey? Um, well, obviously I have to say mindfulness and meditation practices. <laughs> I don't think I would be as sane as I am today without them. Um, and then I would say myself, because I think that a lot of times we look for validation in the world outside of us. We look for answers in the people and the things outside of us, but really they're inside of us. And so Honing in on that and my power and looking inward for answers has really been invaluable in this process. That was dope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And the last question is, if you could give, um, please, you, you've given us a lot of advice and a lot of resources, but I was wondering if you could give us one final piece of advice um, to listeners who might be struggling with their mindfulness um, as, as they're going through the graduate school process. Yes. Um, so I would say that it's not a one size fits all. Um, even if you get through my journal and you're like, mm, I didn't get anything from that. There are so many more resources out there, so many more people that you can listen to that may speak to your unique experience and your needs. Um, and I would say, don't stop searching until you find what you need. Awesome. Don't stop searching until you find what you need. Awesome. So if people want to start, though, start the search with the Michael yes. PhD journal. They can do so, yes. <laughs> it's where, a really good start. I, I agree. Where can, they, where can they get their start? Yes, you can get your start at infinitegratitude.com and you click uh, start your mindfulness journey. And again, that's infinite gratitude with a D. <laughs> awesome. And um, I know you have a very like popping, vibrant Instagram page, social media presence. Where can they find you on, and on those other channels? Yes. On Instagram, I am at Danny.Renee underscore, um, or you can type in Danielle Mindfulness. And then on Twitter, I'm also at Danny underscore Renee underscore. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure there are lots of people who are looking forward to starting their journey um, with the journal. And I am super excited to have had this opportunity to speak with you today. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great chat. <laughs> That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.